1: Welcome to our podcast, I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question, why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about 5.5 million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. This is Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I'm Jeff Pelletier here with Neil Johnson, our resident expert on Israel. Uh, At least the men I go to every time I have a question. Neil knows more about Israel. He's been there over 20 times. Uh, It's an amazing, amazing thing to spend that much time and to research and He studied Hebrew, and he's just amazing at what he does. Everything that he does is awesome. So in our last episode, we talked about the New World Order. And the New World Order is important for us uh, as believers and Christians, uh, Christian believers, because uh, the New World Order is an attempt to steal God's order, the way God wants things to be and the way things will be at the end it's a counterfeit it's something and there's been many 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 uh new world orders we talked about that in that episode you can go back and listen to it but it's a very important thing for you as a as a believer to to understand this idea of new world order because the point is to deceive you and to replace god and to take you know take you away from all that so if you understand the idea of a new world order you can pretty much uh, as Neil calls it, God-sense. You have a God-sense when things uh, are not right, and you can tell it's a counterfeit. So that's, uh, that was the last episode we did. The one we did before that was Nothing New Under the Sun and how the Bible keeps repeating. Well, it's not just the Bible keeps repeating. The New World Order keeps repeating, too. The counterfeit continues to reappear, reappear, reappear. So we need to be on our guard so we are not taken in. Mm-hmm. so another thing we talked about in the last episode which we're going to talk about today uh, and we have a bunch of thoughts we're going to talk about today but uh, neil mentioned in the last episode that it's important to put israel first and paul said that in romans he said to the jew first then to the gentile he used the word greek a lot but it's gentile to the jew first then to the gentile and there's a reason for this it's not nothing okay it means something so let me, let me read to you Psalm 122, and then I'm going to ask Neil to jump in here and talk about the Jew first, or Israel and Jerusalem, and why it's all important to have this as your foundation, okay? So this is a song of ascent. And Neil just told me before we went live here that a song of ascent means when you were going up, to Jerusalem okay you always went up right when you're going up to Jerusalem this was a psalm people would repeat out loud they would recite it out loud because Orthodox Jews even today memorize the Psalms and and uh, they would they would repeat the psalm this psalm and here's what it says I was glad when they said to me let us go to the house of the Lord our feet are standing within your gates o Jerusalem Jerusalem that is built as a city that is compact together to which the tribes go up even the tribes of the Lord an ordinance for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord for there thrones were set for judgment the thrones of the house of David pray for the peace of Jerusalem may they prosper who love you Jerusalem may peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces for the sake of my brothers and my friends I will now say may peace be within you for the sake of the house of the Lord our God I will seek your good. So Neil uh, a powerful psalm right powerful psalm but it illustrates Mm -hmm. or, or validates the idea that Paul is making, right? Exactly. Jerusalem, right? Israel. So, so praying for the peace of Jerusalem before you pray for the other
2: stuff. Right, 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 right. right. exactly. To the Jew first. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, one of the things that is important in this uh, psalm, in this Psalm one twenty-two, is that it is an imperative text. Jeff, you will pray. You will pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It is not like a good idea or a suggestion. It is the imperative. You will pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now, what's interesting is if you go back from that verse 6, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim, you will pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's interesting that it says here, for the sake of my brothers Hang on and friends. Hang on a second. Yeah. Say, say
1: that Hebrew stuff again.
2: Shalom Yerushalayim.
1: Which means? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. right? And why, why do you know that in Hebrew?
2: Well, I know it in What's Hebrew. What's the deal there? Well, uh, one, because it's used often. Ah. Right? This Psalm 122 uh-huh. is, it, you could even say it's one of the proof texts. Hmm. And if Jerusalem, as we often say, and the temple is important, uh, it's important to get all the proof texts. And certainly, if it wasn't important or was done away with, God, not being schizophrenic, would have made it clear that it was a portion of time, but he never did. It was eternal time. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You will pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now that is to every believer because what's just so incredible after that is in uh, verse 8, it says, for the sake of my brothers and friends, I will say, peace be within you for the sake of the house of the Lord our God. Well, you could say, okay, Jeff, who is the house of the Lord our God? Who is that? Well, by extension and by grafting in, it is all of us. So you have a blessing there as well for that extends to your family and friends if you pray for Jerusalem. And everybody wants to be blessed. Jeff, it reminds me of the Jewish... Uh, um, sort of an axiom, but it's a story of a rabbi who somebody who was extremely uh, anti Semitic came up to him and, and just said, uh, basically, uh, you know, Cur- curse Israel, curse the Jews, I hate the Jews. And the rabbi looked at him and said, It is already given to you. Mm. And another person immediately after that came up to him and said, Rabbi, God bless the whole house of, of Israel. May God bless you all. And the rabbi looked at him and said, it is already given to you. Mm-hmm. And so what was already given? Mm-hmm. Well, in Abraham, God said, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And as we believers want to be blessed, it is important to alu, shalom Yerushalayim. I will pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. God being God says, and if you will obey, I will give you a blessing for just being faithful. Wow. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I tell you guys, that's that that you know. If you don't understand this, please please learn to understand this because it's serious business. Uh, I was just you know referring uh, to uh, the other day that that the Bible begins in the Middle East, the Tigris and the Euphrates River. That's where the Garden was, right? And the Bible ends in the Middle East in Revelation. It ends. A New Jerusalem comes down. In the holy of holies, to the same holy of holies spot, in the in the temple that exists now, uh, exactly the Temple Mount, but the same holy of holies spot, it comes right to that very 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 place. So th- so there's nothing new under the sun, right? And it keeps repeating. We also talk in our previous episodes about the different types. Okay, that Abraham was a type of Messiah because he rescued Lot, he delivered lot uh, that uh, Moses was a type of Messiah he delivered the Jews out of out of slavery uh, there's there's so many uh, so many uh, different types and so forth and and Neil pointed one out to me the other day in Acts 12 that just blew me away uh, you know you, you think you know something and then all of a sudden you realize you don't know <laughs> and and Neil on, on on in acts 12 it says, on an appointed day, Herod, this is Herod
2: Agrippa, Agrippa the, first.
1: You know, the first, having put on his royal apparel, took his seat on the nostrum, I'm sorry, the rostrum, and began delivering an address to the people. The people kept crying out, The voice of a God and not of a man, the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately, an angel of the Lord struck him. Because he did not give God the glory, and he was eaten by worms and died. Now, that wasn't a quick death. That was a, probably a slow, painful death. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but the word of the Lord continued to grow and be multiplied with the new uh, witness. Another thing that I, I also remember is in Exodus, they uh, worshipped a false god, right? They worshipped a false god. Uh, the the golden calf, right? Here it is repeating this the false god, right? Right. And this is just one example. There's lots of them. But uh, talk about this, Neil.
2: Well, I think it uh it, it is a picture type that we should be aware of because as we said these these previous Messiah types they uh did rescue uh, we know uh Noah you mentioned rescuing all humanity and Oh yeah, and, 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 I forgot and,
1: about Noah. You reminded me. There you go. And and Moses yeah. rescuing yeah. Israel. Moses.
2: But really yeah. Jeff yeah. At, at at the core what they did is they rescued God's plan. Mm. See it wasn't about Israel per se, although without Israel there is no plan. Right. So right. so what they did these 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 picture types of the Messiah, picture types, forerunners if you yeah. will. They rescued God's plan, and that is what we're faced with today with this thing called the, uh, we call it the new, but it's old, the old new world orders. Mm-hmm. These gods, mm-hmm. again, are reappearing in different names, different shapes, different uh, concepts, but they're the same old, same old. So what we have here with this verse that you read in Acts is Agrippa the first. These Herods uh, mm-hmm. and this picture type—you uh, can read Acts 12 and think they digress for a minute, and then they got back to business. They didn't digress at all. They're giving you a picture here, and it's important to even start with with verse 20, and, and I won't read it, except just to say that it starts out by saying that Agrippa or Herod—he was furious with the people of Tyre and Sidon. He was furious with them. Well. Just that idea is, well, that's what we have coming with this New World Order. We are going to see this beast, this this Antichrist figure, the opposite of the Messiah figure, and he will be furious. So yes, he comes at first, great, good, smiling, solving problems. But really, like Agrippa, he's furious with the people. And as you get down into verse 20, which you read, you see that they were completely dependent on him, for their economic well-being. Well, that's what we have going right now. Is this whole new, the latest wow. version of New World Order, wow. is to be in charge of the economy.
1: Hold so, a, hold the yeah. line. Hold the phone right there, yeah, as, yeah. as Shrek would say. Hold the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, folks, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I'm listening to Neil right now, and what's occurring to me, oh, what's occurring to me, is that uh, Neil just said that people were afraid deathly afraid because herod was the source of everything they needed
2: that's exactly right
1: right and that's exactly what the what the beast is going to do or the the whatever you call it right okay is going to do he's going to we're going to become the new you know the new world order we're going to become dependent
2: very dependent very
1: dependent solely dependent On this new world order or whatever it is. And it's going to be a counterfeit that's going to be sold to us as good for us. And we're going to say yes.
2: Yes, of course. And we're going to be completely dependent. Mm -hmm. And uh, just as though Tyre and Sidon are no longer around. And Mm -hmm. just as we can read historically how they were destroyed economically. But that is the end result of always because the scripture Jesus said the source of that the great dragon in revelation the devil if you were if you will Jesus said exactly what he was he is a deceiver and a liar and a murderer from the very beginning mm-hmm. nothing changes mm-hmm. he cannot change his spots as it were as it he were. is what he mm-hmm. is So in this case, we have a picture of Herod. He comes, they're all dependent on him. They need to live. They're totally willing to sell themselves over. They came to his chamberlain, it says. Now that is a very clear picture of the second beast. We call him the false prophet in Revelation.
1: Herod's number one. He's ha- like.
2: he's Herod's number one, <laughs> yeah. who who takes care of all of oh, Herod's yeah. business, yeah. and that's exactly what we have with the second beast, or mm-hmm. or if we want to start referring to him as uh, the false prophet, mm-hmm. he points the world to worship mm-hmm. the Antichrist, to mm-hmm. be uh, uh, in awe of him, and he uh, broaches no disobedience, and we can see that here with the uh, phantic, uh a reply of the people saying, "Oh, this is the voice of God and not a man." I mean, they would do anything to appease the anger.
1: He had everything. Because he had needed, everything.
2: Right. He, it was too late. They, yeah, he yeah. was in control of yeah, them. Exactly. Now this was on a smaller scale. Yeah. We have it on a global scale coming, but it's right before us in our day, yeah. and that is what this thing is of this new. Old or old new world order, yeah. same God, yeah. same spirit, yeah. same thing. Wow, coming to take control of humanity.
1: Wow, yeah. so and and the death is so at the end, right? Right, right, he's thrown into the lake of fire, yes, he is, which is a slow, horrific death. Yes, he and, is. And and Herod yeah. is taken over by worms, mm-hmm. and it's a slow, painful death so it's again repeating
2: yeah so there's another picture for you just to say in the new testament because you might say well in the old i can see a number of pictures or types or or foreplays of what we're going to see well here's a very clear one of this entity that will be the final and the
0: act how long was neil armstrong actually on the moon when did europe start speaking english did marco polo really go to china Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of Curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at CuriosityStream.com slash gift. No purchase necessary for you were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: The uh, Antichrist, or as the Jews call him, Armelus. they named him. Armelus was the Jewish name for the anti-Messiah or Antichrist, which means in place of or, or, you know, a substitute for. Whether it's a system or a man, well, Revelation seems to make it very clear that it is a system, but it is also led by a person, an individual. So while it is a corporate system, a new world order, Mm -hmm. an old new world order, Mm -hmm. it is also headed up by this called the first beast or other places it refers to him as Armalus in Jewish eschatology or the Antichrist in the New Testament.
1: Wow, wow. So we have to be on the lookout for this. Now Neil, uh, so Israel is the key, right? Right. So uh, Israel is the keeper right it is the it is the treasure house right of all things God of all things God right that's exactly right and, and if we let go of that we're dead
2: right so without Israel being central again that whole concept of <clears throat> we talked about Jeff, if, if, if you are called to, let's say, um, be a missionary, for, to use an example, mm-hmm. to and we, we said Cambodia, that's mm-hmm. fine. You may have a very real, mm-hmm. tangible call that you know you are supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And let's just say you're brave enough to follow the call of God and you go. It does nothing at all away with the very clear injunction of Bible to say, but first, You pray for Jerusalem. Mm. First, you give to the Jew. Mm. First, you seek their good. And because of that, to your family and friends, thus your ministry, you will be blessed. That doesn't mean you won't have opposition, because you will. This world is full of opposition. Mm -hmm. But there's an order to Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And the order for all things, wherever you are, whether it's your local church, because you're the pastor of it, whether it's whatever type of ministry... To the Jew first. first, and that is the that is one of the key. Well, it it, it probably is the key s- central idea is, Israel is the blinking red light. If you don't get Israel, wow. you've missed everything.
1: But Neil, you know, I've known a lot of Jews in my life, and they're not nice people. That's right. And they are evil, or yes. they or they they steal, or they cheat, or you know, or they're. Like what's his name uh, Epstein, right? He was a Jew.
2: And many others. Come
1: on, right?
2: And, and what's
1: others. his name? The guy that was this in jail right now, mad. Yeah, that guy. He sure. was a Jew, sure. right? Sure. All these Jewish people. Sure. Why? Why should I? Why should I give a rip about Israel if right. we're going to have all these terrible, terrible, evil Jews? Right.
2: And and that all is true, uh, as it were.
1: I mean, the fact that what I just said about them
2: is true. That's exactly yes. right. Yeah. That, that's all true, as it yeah. were. It's got nothing to do with people who are called out from this present evil system to continue to pray for and about <laughs> God's plan of redemption, yeah. which is centrally linked... Yeah. With Israel, without Israel, without yeah. Jerusalem, the yeah. Holy City, without the Temple Mount, yeah. none of God's plans can come to fruition. Therefore, that is why when you get the idea that Israel is central, the Jews are central, whatever state they're in, whatever state they're yeah. in, that's yeah. not... Condition,
1: whatever condition, however they think, uh, however they live, it doesn't matter.
2: Above my pig Yeah, that's right,
1: that's right? right. What I that's have right. to
2: do is say, I can be angry about it. I cannot like it, but wait, God. You told me to pray for the. You commanded. You imperatively told me Shalom, Shalom, Yerushalayim. You will pray for. And Jeff, the key there is, and if we just obey and do it, God promises a blessing. Whatever that is, you, you don't want to get hung up in all oh, mm-hmm. get a hundredfold mm-hmm. dollars for every dollar. I no, that's that's a perversion again, but a blessing to your family and friends if you just get in line with God saying we must bring the Jews back in to the kingdom
1: so I, I uh, you know I, I have my share of attacks right because I uh, I'm with you on a, on, a, on a podcast about Israel right so I get I get stuff you know and, and it's not announced it's just like stuff that happens to me that's designed to bring me down it's designed to make it hard for me and I think well I'm a Christian right so I look at Bernie Madoff, and I look at Epstein, and I look at where the other guy was that you said. All the more, all the more for them to be attacked, all the more. Because if, if Israel is the center, right, if Israel's is the key, the enemy, Satan, the adversary, is going after the Jews like nobody's business. Yeah. He wants them. And how many Jews have fallen away from their faith? How many Jews have become secular? You know, and the fact of the matter is that they're genetically a tribe. It's genetic. It's DNA, right? So they can be brought back. God knows who they are and who they are not. And we are grafted in, right, to that olive tree. As Christians, we're grafted in. We have an interest in Jerusalem and in Israel being okay being uh, being safe being uh, healthy uh, whether we like them or not right right it's it's even for our best interest right because it says if we if we pray for Jerusalem we we are blessed right right we are blessed so if you want to be selfish be selfish
2: yeah. but do it Do it. Pray for Jerusalem. I mean, you can ask yourself right there in the psalm. It says, uh, for the sake of the house of the Lord. Well, who is the house of the Lord? Or who is part of the house of the Lord? And to your point, Jeff, uh, I've known some terrible Jews. Okay, what? We, we've never known any terrible, like we've said. Christians? Before, Christians, Hello? Germans, uh, <laughs> Frenchmen, uh, Irish. Uh, you, no, 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 they're all saints? Yeah, no, yeah. come on. Come on. But that's not the point. The point is we have a redemption that comes to all of Israel in the same way, Jeff, the redemption will come to the whole believing house of Messiah. Messiah. Gentile a and Jew. Jew. We're going to see yes. this come yes. come to fruition in, yes. in in our time, how it all fits together.
1: Messiah, who is a Jew, was born a Jew, is a Jew now, Correct. still a Jew.
2: Right, right, exactly. He's not a Christian. Right, right. <laughs> he called out a person, Abraham, at the beginning, yeah. and created a very defined race called Israel, mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. the Jewish people mm-hmm. from Yehuda. Mm-hmm that they would bring this restoration of God's plan that was mm-hmm. promised at the very, very beginning mm-hmm. when one of these adversaries, Satan, mm-hmm. convinced of a fallen person, Hava and Adam. They were both there equally. They were both standing there. Yeah. And he got them to engage with him. And once the demonic realm gets you to engage with them, they have won. And that's called, Jeff, the battle for your mind. Mm-hmm. And today we are living whether it's whether we're sleeping or whatever we're all being oppressed by this idea of something's not right in the atmosphere as it were and if you're sensing that you are a hundred percent correct it's not right because this new world order that's very old and there's been very many types is about to express itself manifest itself in all of these myriad of ways all of which The New Covenant, the old and new covenant, has warned us and told us what would be some of the indicia of those days, and we see it front and foremost, and talked about blatantly and openly in our day.
1: Wow. Well, I think uh, we've we've uh, talked a lot about we've talked about a lot in this in this episode, uh, Neil, and uh, this one is coming to a close, folks. I hope we've given you a deeper understanding of this idea of a new world order this idea of a new counterfeit. I hope we've given you a deeper understanding that there is nothing new under the sun. It all continuously repeats. And the reason it repeats is so that every generation will hear it again and again and again and again. Uh, God wants all to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So he's always repeating himself to the next generation and the next generation. And uh, uh, Satan is doing the same exact thing only in a, in a false way, in a counterfeit way, because he doesn't want them to know God. He wants them to fall. He wants them to be... And he's not doing it because he doesn't like those people. He's doing it because he hates God. And he doesn't want God to win. He thinks God, God chose Jesus instead of him. He's all mad, you know, but he's way more than just mad. But anyway, uh, this episode... Uh, Neil, if, is there a final thing you want to say to us about this idea of Israel and Jerusalem?
2: Well, there is, and uh, we know where it ends because we do have promises. It's just getting there is going to be all of the hell that we talked about. And Jesus warned us of that hell. He told us in Disha of the hell, You will see these things. These things will be in front of you. Why did he tell us that? To scare us? No, because he was asked. He was asked at Olivet by his disciples, and John must have asked because John had a revelation uh, on the Lord's Day, he was in prayer, so he was probably as a Jew praying on, on Saturday, on the Sabbath, for the Jews. And he must have been asking because God gave him a, a, a whole overview from his day into the future mm-hmm. and back again of, mm-hmm. of all these things, including into the what's called the Olam Chabad, the eighth day experience of a new Jerusalem coming down. You, you mentioned that, uh, which the angel said, John, that is the bride of Christ. By the way, he no no like no sort of like no no draw parallelisms between wife and man. That Jerusalem, that Jerusalem is the bride of Christ.
1: Wait a minute. I thought we were the bride of Christ. Well,
2: exactly. So there's many things that require wrestling with in scripture, many things. But what we should be aware of right now is While we know what happens at the end, it's going to be very hard to hang on. Mm -hmm. And uh, we talked about this, you and I, uh, uh, some weeks ago, and and, uh, there's an axiom called the here now, but not yet. And I've had people say, I'd get that entirely. It totally makes sense. And I've had others say, why do you talk so strangely? Because I don't get that here now. And what it could be, or you could use the analogy, Jeff, when the Allies successfully landed on Normandy, when Mm. they got a foothold, Mm. guess what? The war was over. Mm. They won. Now, guess when all the really horrible battles and wars started?
1: After that. (laughs) After that.
2: It was the Battle of the Bulge and so on, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. That's the day we're in now. It's over. See, we're constrained by time in this dimension. It's over. We've got these writings that say what it will be like, what this uh, beast will look like, what the great dragon will do, what will happen to Israel. We've got all these writings. But all the horrible stuff is our... Day is our lot. Now, before we get totally depressed in that, we also have to say it's a battle for your mind. So, if this is true, if this is a true concept, you can also say to yourself, Wow, you mean God saw and decided that I would be alive in this day? To quote what you were reading earlier Mm -hmm. from a psalm that said, I foreknew you from your mother's womb, Mm -hmm. and other psalms Mm -hmm. that I had a plan for you before you were even formed. Mm -hmm. So, every single person that hears this who cares has the chance to say, I don't know how I'm going to hang on, but God decided I would be here at this time, on this location, at this spot, for this purpose.
1: Neil, I have a, an idea about the about the bride part. It just, just occurred to me. Sure. The idea, you know, Jesus says, uh, we are the bride of Christ. And I go to prepare, you know, and, and, he, and he uses himself as the bridegroom and the church is the bride. Uh, and I think at the end of it all, end of it all what happens is the the believers come the the people that are saved come into the city of jerusalem which is prepared as a bride yeah in revelation so the bride of christ enters the bride the bride's city okay and both are true and we're united with god we become one with him he becomes one with us we have we will dwell with him he will dwell with us and everything becomes awesome that's my thought.
2: Yeah, it's a good thought. It might be right. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about that another time. But what we do know is that in other places where it specifically said like or as a bride, mm. that is the only place, the mm. only place mm. that specifically mm. says that, mm. meaning the Jerusalem coming mm. down,
1: mm. that. Is the bride. It does say that. So it, at the very end it does say that. So
2: if in fact you say the church is the bride, I understand that. We're all gonna be surprised how everything pans out at the end. But one thing we do know is that Jerusalem is the bride and if you say the church is the bride you have to then ask a bunch of other questions which we can talk about some other time, but well then who are the friends at this great feast, mm. at this marriage? Mm-hmm. Who are the friends mm-hmm. that are allowed mm-hmm. in? Mm-hmm and a great many other questions. So our point is we've got an, uh, a lot on our plate. There's a lot before us, and we're going to see a great many more things to come.
1: This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the middle east important at gmail.com that's why is the middle east important at gmail.com love to hear from you if you like what you hear please invite your friends to the conversation one thing neil and i always say to each other is i don't know because the only way we know is to not know once you have it all figured out you stop learning and that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.